0: Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I'm your host, Logar the Barbarian, joined by our get- returning guest today, WFS of Prismatic Wasteland. Welcome. Hey, Logar. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. It's good to hear. Good to hear. Now, if you're not familiar, you, you all need to go over and check out the Prismatic Wasteland blog. We're going to talk a little bit. Well, I want to maybe talk a little bit about intellectual property and, and whatnot. Sure. You had an interesting little post here. Here be no product identity monsters.
1: <laughs> yeah, so so that was inspired by the the hoopla in December of you know Wizards of the Coast and their OGL and potentially taking that way. And myself, with a lot of other OSR voices, have been saying you don't need the OGL to write adventures. You don't need permission from wizards. And what this is is taking some of the iconic kind of D and D monsters that they do have, you know, trademarked and. And that you're not able to use, such as the Beholder or the Carry On Crawler, and just saying here's some different names you can use. You know, they don't own eyeball monsters. You can have your own eyeball monsters. <laughs> um, so this is just a list of them, and I also give them, you know, a five star or, or out of five stars ratings for each of these monsters because some are better than others.
0: So just are you just rating the monster in general? Yeah, I'm sort of. I'm,
1: <laughs> well, for some, I'm also rating the name. For instance, you know, the, some of their trademark stuff is like tenari and beatezu for for demons and devils um and that you know i'm not really rating demons and devils because you know those are those are classics and <laughs> D D does not own those i'm just rating the the names sort of there
0: so i did here's one thing i didn't realize the carrion crawler is that owned by wizards that type that name there for the carrion yeah. crawler? those
1: oh. those particular two words together is, is owned by wizards but i mean i feel like carcass crawler which is what old school centrals calls them is oh. actually that's that's better to me anyway <laughs>
0: i was i was uh, for some reason i was thinking yeah i think carcass crawler is what i've been seeing around a lot and i don't think i realized there was a difference <laughs> i don't think i picked up on it yep you
1: just got changed one word now it's yours <laughs> so
0: it's the carcass crawler but your your own offering here was the megalo- megalopede I, I like the megalopede
1: yeah i, I just like megalopede it because it, it, it really emphasizes what I think is frightening about this monster, which is that it's a giant bug. It's a giant centipede with teeth <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that, that's frightening. So I just combined the words, you know, for Megalodon, which the prehistoric shark, which means big teeth and centipede. so megalopede.
0: So I, I'm curious, like when it comes to the OGL, I, I'm not an OGL expert. I know that there are like certain things that can or can't be copyrighted and what like like mm-hmm. like game mechanics themselves, you can't really copyright right. or put a restriction on it, from what I understand. So what ends up being the thing that they throw a legal like disclaimer around that you can't use are things like trademarked names, stuff like that.
1: Right, because the, whenever they say, you know, here's the OGL, you can use our stuff. They just explicitly are saying, but you can't use these particular monsters.
0: Because it's certain. Tra- because the, And and, and that we've had episodes where we've spoken to an intellectual property attorney about some of the difference between trademark and copyright. And if I'm thinking correctly, the, this would be would that be more of a trademark? I'm assuming because it's the titles. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'd have to get someone with more. Intelligence yeah, I'm not out. an IP
1: attorney. This is not legal advice. But yeah, I, I, this is more in the realm of of trademark. Whereas if you were just taking you know verbatim their text out of the OGL, absent the OGL, that's more copyright.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how how far into the OGL have you have you uh, have you delved oh, into? Not not at all. Because <laughs> I've
1: never and I never plan to publish a OGL compatible game. Um, just because a you don't need it, and b that's you know that's just an ugly block of text you have to put in your book. Uh, so I, I recommend anybody who is an adventure writer who wants to write a and D adventure, um, just just write it. You don't you don't need Watsi's <laughs> permission. They don't own D and D. Fifth edition is not the only D and D. Any D and D you play at the tables is D and I,
0: I, I know that like when I'm talking to folks, I run a lot of like old like, other will say clones and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, things like Swords and Wizardry, OSE, Castles and Crusades, Osric, those are a lot of the games I've run over the last so many years. And I, I even even I ran Pathfinder for a bit. And usually when I talk to people like, Hey, you want to come play D?" is what I'll say. I'm using another fantasy role-playing game, but calling it D when I'm yeah. talking to people, uh, as the generic like they say, the Q tips versus yeah. <laughs> cotton swabs. Yeah. I mean,
1: I, I go even further. Sometimes I'll say, you know, play D&D, but I'm talking about something, you know, Mouse Rider or Mothership or something yeah. that's not even the standard fantasy. Oh, yeah. Kind of yeah.
0: I do a lot, yeah. I do a lot of that. That MouseRaider, I've actually got the Mouse Raider boxes right here at my desk. They've been here for like a month now. I, I I really need to get to running it. I may have an opportunity
1: here soon. We'll try that out. <laughs> MouseRaider is excellent. One of my one of my favorite games. I've yet
0: to run it. I I almost had my a, a game going in July, but it did not happen. But we'll see. I, I'm I'm gonna probably get one going here soon. Um, so you know, let I there's another blog post on here. I'm curious about. Hey you got commercialization in my hobby.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So this one I wrote back in, in August, which was during the zine quest, the move to zine quest. And it was um, a reaction or I guess a response to my friend, Marsha of the Traverse fantasy blog and, and, and sometimes co-host of this podcast um, (laughs) where she had a kind of a call to action kind of to um, separate the hobby from the commercial interactions Mm -hmm. Uh, Which I you know totally agree with. Marsha and I are are good friends and aligned on a lot of stuff. Uh, But this is just kind of my, not really defense, but my reasoning for why I sell games and why I think a lot of people sell games. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not really out of a desire to make money because this isn't a really lucrative (laughs) profession. (laughs) It's more that games that you give away for free are seen as less valuable than games you charge for. Mm -hmm. And you're actually going to sell more. You're going to get the your games in front of more people if you put a price trigger on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if and so my goal and I think a lot of people's goal is to get your games in front of as many people as possible um, you know to just you know, just have as many eyeballs on your stuff as possible. you know, you do have to sell your stuff because it just adds the veneer of, of value. Mm-hmm. And I talk about you know Veblen goods and economics a little bit in this post. And then I also kind of walk through Zine Quest because I was doing a tracker at the time. For Zine Quest four and, and kind of the various products going on for that.
0: And so we're at a weird place now with Zine Quest Zine Month both kind of happening at the same time after last year's big uh I guess shift and change. And now we <laughs> kind of have the two monikers. Um and 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 it is it, it, like extremely commercialized hobby. Like a lot of folks are trying to make money in there and, and charging for things. There's a lot of stuff going on there um bots. <laughs>
1: yeah i mean i think it's it's kind of a weird place because it is both a hobby where people are are made, you know, making professionalized products and sort of a hobbyist space but it's also a hobby where you can really do it for free mm-hmm. um, and i think that most of us when we start playing dnd you know maybe we'll have downloaded the books somewhere on the internet um or, or maybe <laughs> we're just you know using some rules we made up but largely we're doing it kind of at free and it's the way that the hobby is monetized, the way that people make money is there's a small amount of people who spend a lot of money on RPG products. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, and I'm one of them. I, I can look at your bookshelf <laughs> behind you and tell that you, you're probably one of them as well. Um, and that's kind of who a lot of these things are sold to. And I think that's fine. I, th- I think that that if that creates more, you know, interesting products, and I think that there's really been a vibrancy in the indie, the OSR, and the post-OSR space. Um, if that helps facilitate that um, and that gets it pe- into people's eyes, I think that's fine.
0: So and, and I think we did you and I speak Would we speak about David Graeber at some point in time? When we, we did. Came- yeah. I, I believe keep we, <laughs> we, we came up on our, our last yeah, my well, last
1: that, time.
0: So that brings up all kinds of interesting questions. I, and there's some stuff I'd like to bring up is definitely like monetization of the hobby. Because one of the things I liked as a kid is I've, i had the books. I didn't have to go out and buy stuff to be able to continue to do this. hobby. I was able to just keep on playing
1: Mm -hmm. as an adult.
0: I'm kind of a a book addict. I play, I buy plenty of books (laughs) when I got the money to buy books. I'm into books. I like them, but there is like an element, like we live in a capitalist society that is a reality and and getting outside of the capitalism itself is damn near, uh, it gets impossible. Like you have to function within it at some point in time. So in order to function, despite critiques I may have of capitalism, you gotta kind of engage in it to just get food on your table. <laughs> Am I wrong there, or what do you? No,
1: totally. And, and, even, and even if even if you aren't doing RPGs just for sustenance, I mean, you know, you were looking at a, at a different episode and yeah. my book and admiring all the art. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not an artist, and I want to pay all these artists because there's, there's you know 15 or so artists mm-hmm. on Barkeep on the Borderlands. Raising funds is necessary for me to be able to get that money to the artists. Yeah. Um and and it's just you know it's a necessary evil but yeah like you like you said it's a systematic thing um which games are unlikely to be the vanguard to take down capitalism i think (laughs) i think i'm pretty safe to say that that is not going to be the thing
0: yeah Uh, it's it's pretty (laughs) not like it's pretty niche it doesn't the game industry doesn't hold a lot of power to the overall structure i mean we're we're, and we're
1: tiny compared to even board games which are tiny compared to video games yeah i mean
0: (laughs) and and, i mean that's nothing compared to like the oil industry and the energy sector (laughs) and things like that that make things really they they hold a lot of sway and power there and and when it comes to the game world you know there are some that are the winners of the competition that are the top dogs and i like hasbro and stuff like that just Mm seem to make clear the the big bucks
1: (laughs) yeah and then the way that hasbro is looking at monetization is totally different than what your indie because your indie rpg creators are at the at the most thinking maybe i'll run a really big kickstarter Mm -hmm. whereas hasbro is thinking maybe i should charge microtransactions for for race options and D and D beyond, which is just like, it, it, it's a different world. I mean, it, it's yeah. a different market. Really. It's a different player base.
0: And there's, there's something to say here too. I, I think that that like pointing that out with, with Hasbro and what's going on right now, I think a lot of folks um, I, I've seen people. I don't know what the word to use is uh, concerned about the announcements from Hasbro. I don't feel much concern about it personally. I've seen... I've been playing for many decades. There's been a lot of additions to come out and nothing stopped me from continuing to play the game I have. When a new edition comes out, I've often just been like, that's okay. I don't have an extra 150 bucks to start from scratch. I'll keep on playing my game.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, with every edition, there's always kind of attrition of people jumping off and, and realizing, you know, actually I don't need to play this. And I think that With the, you know, because fifth edition has had a ton of growth, a ton of new people entering the hobby. And I think it's actually going to be maybe a good time for indie OSR and post OSR people because whenever they're making the switch, some of those 5e people who have never even thought about switching, now that there's actually a choice of do I switch from 5e to 6e, it's also potentially a jumping off point to, or maybe do I do something else? Um, So those, it can be kind of a fruitful moment of change.
0: Now, I've always been one who plays a lot of different various role-playing games. I played more Dungeons & Dragons later in my years than earlier. Like, I did a lot of sci-fi and whatnot. So I've always been one who proselytizes different games. But with with that 5e change going on, one of the things I'm going to even put out there is that the possibility that you're not even looking at a jumping off point. Just keep on playing the game that you've been playing with your books that you got.
1: Because that's what I did for years. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also that's what happened with with 3.5 to 4E. You know, they yeah. they changed the fourth edition. And a lot of people were just, no, no, I'm I'm good. I I like 3.5 or or Pathfinder, which was just 3.5, but supported by a yeah. different company.
0: Oh yeah. And and here's the thing too with that, is I'll bet you there's more fifth edition books out there. In the secondary market right now, than almost any other editions, because there's been a lot that's come out for fifth edition the last five years or 10 years. It's been about 10 almost 10 years, it's been out now. It blows my mind (laughs) because it feels like it just came out yesterday. (laughs) But but like there's so much out there that you're not gonna have a hard time getting new stuff for your game, and they're not gonna stop publishing a lot of that. So much of that stuff, even is on places like drive-through print on demand and stuff like that, people are still gonna be putting that out.
1: Oh yeah. Well there, there's <laughs> never a shortage of gaming material really. Yeah. Um, there's never a shortage, but there's also never enough. There's never enough adventures. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's never a shortage, there's never enough. I I, I find that there's things that I, I'm always looking for something different, something that adds to my like my, my gaming stuff like, oh that's something that my other books don't do that I can add in here. That's what, like, you did Barkeep on the Borderlands, and then there's uh, supplements like the Weird and the Wild, I think is what it's called by, uh, uh, what's this, Charles Ferguson Avery, I think I'm getting the name correct. Yeah. That adds, like, all procedural for, like, wilderness stuff, this kind of stuff that hasn't been done before. I get excited when I see something totally new put out by somebody, and a lot of those, I, I would point out. Barkeep in the Borderlands, Weird into the Weird and Wild, are kind of system neutral. You can use them with a lot of different additions and add those procedures that way.
1: Yeah, I mean, when we wrote Barkeep, we we didn't write it with Five E in mind really at all. It's not one of our recommended systems, but I'm I know for sure there are going to be Five E people who are using it in their game, which is why I I try to keep it a system neutral because even among just the OSR, there's so many things. I think in the future I might use Cairn because that does seem to be. Increasingly, the standard for the kind of post OSR play that I'm seeing. Yeah. Um, especially because uh, uh, try Gal is um, going to have Karn second edition soon or maybe now, whenever this episode comes out. <laughs> Hopefully, um, yeah. I've yeah, yeah.
0: about
1: it. Yeah, he, he's doing a lot of really cool work on that. So that's going to be, you know, maybe a new lingua franca. I, I know that they have old school essentials as kind of its own lingua franca on one side, but this is going to be a different one, I think. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, old school essentials is definitely that's one's been booming. Old school essentials and care seem to be two of the big, the big things that stuff's dropping for here lately.
1: I in the fantasy I, realm, yeah. Oh yeah,
0: and I, I'm gonna put something else out there too, kind of unrelated. I don't know where we've gone with this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of meandering. It's
1: just chat. It's just chatting.
0: <laughs> yeah, it works. Uh, one of the things that I used to proselytize and I still kind of bring up every now and then is the like what I've consistently called open gaming. Just a gaming culture where people are Putting their stuff out there where we're not relying on one central company, where essentially the community itself creates the content and the games, and I think that kind of exists in the independent sphere, and I really appreciate that. That's something I'm a big fan of.
1: Absolutely, I I wish really it existed more. I, I was I was after the the G plus boom, mm-hmm. um, but I hear a lot of those stories, and I really wish like the the idea of the Flail Snails campaigns. Have you ever heard of that? no i'm not familiar with this it was basically like each each person had their you know characters but they would hop from campaign to campaign and each game master would just be you know have their own campaign world their own system and you would hop your character in and you'd be just using whatever system and whatever world that is Um, (laughs) i mean it sounds really cool i mean for for pickup games and also just the idea of one character existing in multiple systems i mean that's you know, multiverses are very popular in the zeitgeist right now, but that seems like a, a cool way to do a multiverse. <laughs> and
0: I've I've always been far too into the manual of the planes and doing planar campaigns. <laughs> it's always been one of my favorites. <laughs> We're coming yeah. close to time. Um, could you tell the listeners where they can find you online and... You've got Barkeep on the Borderlands out there or coming out there soon. I'm not sure in relation to when this comes out and when <laughs> that comes out, but give some people information on that.
1: Yeah. So um, the best way to find me at all times is, is prismaticwasteland.com. That's my blog. Um, and it should have links to anything kind of relevant. Uh, my Twitter's prismatic wastes. My Twitter alternatives are prismatic prismaticwasteland. Um, and yeah, and, and if this is posting in the month of... January, maybe a bit of February, Barkeep on the Borderlands is available for um, pre-order slash late pledges um, on Backerkit. Um, you can find the link both on my blog um, or on the old Kickstarter campaign page.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you for coming back on. It's been great getting a chance to catch up with you.
1: Absolutely. Thanks so much.
0: No doubt. You can find us on Facebook. Search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at Crom. We're on Patreon. We could really support patreon.com backslash wobblies and wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling.